0: Passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. Yeah. Welcome,
1: welcome. Yeah. I am
2: Mike J. He is my guest. We are the mics on mics. This is Drive-By Wrestling, and against my better judgment, Mike, how the hell's
1: it going? Man, it's even worse than last week when my grandpa died, Uh so, you know, wow. Who would have thought that it would get even worse, Michael? I didn't. I didn't. I was like, how bad can this week be, man? How bad can this week be, right? I'm just dealing with the loss of my fucking hero, an icon of my childhood and life, um... How, uh, you know this week can't be any worse oh this week got worse it got worse and i'm not even going to talk about it on this show like i normally do nah yeah nah I ain't talking about it on this show but f- just just know shit got worse
2: just uh you know uh drive by fam loves you you know that and we're all uh we're all pulling for whatever needs to happen in a positive manner and Ooh, we'll yes. leave it at that Thank uh you. so let's talk other positive things. Uh, Cody Rhodes, man, it's been a it's been a topic. Uh, I don't want to sound like a broken record. I, I, I it's just such a, in my opinion, uh, <sighs> funny. I don't want to say a paradigm shift because you know, because <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but. It's such a big thing. And I feel like it's one of those situations that as I am still a WWE fan. You are a, I'll call you a former WWE fan. I would never call you a WWE hater. You know what I mean? You're not one of those. Uh we're all kind of, and you're you're an AEW. I'll call you an AEW fan. I'm an AEW fan. Uh I wouldn't call myself an AEW fan. I'm uh casual. Well I'll say an AE casual, right? Instead of AE sexuals like they say call them on Twitter. Uh I'm an AE casual. I yeah. check it out. I, I watch the things I like, and you know, that's about it. Okay. This just feels like something we all need to be paying attention to. And I was like, I watched Raw. I enjoyed RAW, like Almost all of it. I even watched the goddamn twenty four seven stuff and actually laughed. And then I was like mad at AJ for it because he enjoys it and tells me I should give it a chance. And I'm like no. And then I watched it and I was like goddamn it AJ. I'm I'm still gonna probably I'm probably gonna watch it next week. Yeah. Now, I the, now I gotta see the conclusion of this story. So AJ earns uh, Joe's fuck you this week. Um, but yeah, I, I messaged you before you know we recorded gave you time like man if you don't if you don't have time for anything wwe just try to at least watch some of cody's stuff particularly the ms tv segment and his entrance i think i told you about his entrance anyway yeah and you said yeah i can i can do that and before you messaged me or anything I got the message in the group from you that I was hoping I would get. And we're going to talk about it, man. Because right now, we're what? Three weeks in? Two weeks? Are are we counting WrestleMania as week one? So we'll say Raw week two. We're We're three appearances in on the main stuff from Mania to Raw. And they are knocking the shit out of this in the most positive way.
1: Killing it. Killing it. And it's important
2: bit. to watch, engage, and see how it's being handled because I think it has so many repercussions through the industry, through what may happen for future AEW stars who have a contract coming up, what may happen to future guys who... Maybe leave hoping to come back. I don't know that Cody ever hoped to come back. I just think it felt like he had to when things went the way they went. But I know there's probably guys and girls that maybe left willingly or unwillingly, and their goal is to do what they need to do to do what Cody's doing right now, if that makes the sense that I think that it does.
1: Um, I feel like we should call this the Drew McIntyre plan. 100%.
2: And I don't, again, I don't think this was Cody's was, I don't think that was Cody's intention, right? No. But that's what it turned into. And it's the it's the Drew,
1: it's the Drew McIntyre.
2: It's, it's the Drew. And here's the thing. This is going even better. And I think, I don't want to say it's being fast tracked. I'm not saying that. I don't know any inside scoop or plans on any of this, but it's being handled phenomenally. And I'm enjoying the hell out of it. So first, I want to address some of the the dislike. I don't know when the Raw match was announced. We didn't talk about it last week, so I don't know if we didn't know if it was announced over the weekend or if it was announced Friday night for SmackDown. But at some point in time last week, it was announced that Cody's first match in six years on Monday Night Raw was this past Monday would be against The Miz. And immediately, oh, there we go. Cody's buried already, right back to the mid-card. Miz fucking sucks. This is a terrible idea. Why would we do this? And I'm I'm looking at it, I'm like, so wait a minute. So the Miz, the first, what, is it he's the first two-time total Grand Slam champion in the company? Oh, I don't know. The, the Miz, who just had Logan Paul as his tag team partner, which, say what you want, Logan Paul might not be everything to people in our age demographic but he's a big deal.
1: What the, to the fuck younger is a two-time crowd. Grand Slam champion?
2: I don't know. I've never figured it out. I just heard it said. I think it's cuz he's completed it in full cycle twice. Does that make sense? Mm. Or he's done it with maybe Smackdown and Raw, tag tag. tag. I don't know. I've just heard it said. So Maybe it's not that big of a deal, but it feels like it's a big deal. And that's all that matters in pro wrestling, right?
1: Like, you could only be a Grand Slam champion once. Everything after that's just an additional title win.
2: I would assume, but it's what what the Miz says.
1: So wait, hold on, question, real fast. Did you figure it out? Did you figure it out? When he lost the title to Bobby Lashley. Uh Uh-huh. Was that the, the universal title?
2: No, that was the WWE okay,
1: title. Okay, so so I was like, well maybe he held the universal title and they're he's like never but no. held, he's no. never held the universal so, title. So, okay, no. So no then. Like no. All right. Well. <laughs> okay. So,
2: and I'm just like and, and, and again, I nothing was announced about this Ms. TV segment that we got. But I also was aware that if this was going to go into a program, which I wasn't thinking it was, then he's a great promo. Cody's a good promo. So let's see where it goes. And why would I why would I be mad that the first match in six years for Cody on TV no less, is against someone who is a former WWE champion and one of the most dependable people in the company, right? Yeah. But, you know, hate will hate. Okay, so let's watch and see what happens. So the show opens up with, again, an unannounced Ms. TV segment. Miz comes out first. And we're going to get the entrance. We're going to get Cody. And, and last week we had the failed, what was called the Cody Vader uh, experiment. Mm-hmm. And if you be? don't watch Raw all the time, we used to have a ramp on Raw that was elevated and in the last set design they completely ditched the elevated stage now they had it at mania and i'm sure at bigger shows bigger stadiums they will, could have the elevated stage and it worked great for wrestlemania they tried to duplicate it with this smaller setup that just did not work i'm sure they tried it before they did and it looked okay and then in, when it it didn't work it didn't come across the way you would have wanted it to And they immediately fixed it. They changed his entrance, they did the lights out, they did this really cool smoke fill in the middle of the cutout where the guys and girls come out, and then I think they almost lit Cody on fire with fireworks in the middle of that cutout, which was scary and cool and mm. then he just appears and it worked really fucking well I'm like okay so they saw something didn't like it immediately fixed it made it in my opinion way better I think save that elevated thing for when you can use it and that's only going to be at big shows and that makes the most sense right right and then you have this and this works wonderful it looked good on TV Cody comes out Pyro like They're really leaning into this, like, Cody took all the AEW pyro money, right? They really are leaning into it, and I'm enjoying it. Comes out. Great promo segment with Miz. Cody uses words like belt for title and wrestler for superstar, and Miz is the WWE guy who corrects him. Like, we're leaning into this shit. How can we complain about it? Like, this is fun. This is where... This is where WWE or I'm sorry, where sometimes I feel like AEW doesn't use the the anti-WWE language right in their current show cuz they use it more as a jab where is kind of taking something and using it as an advantage. Is that is what I'm saying kind of making sense? Mm-hmm. Like they're turning they're turning the stories that we all hear about Vince like it's it's not about Don't tell up your pants, which Miz literally said. It's a title. And they're using it. That's what
1: I loved. Yes.
2: They're using it to to, to tell you this is where Cody's been. He's here now. We do things differently here. Miz is the company guy, right? Cody's the baby face outsider coming in to make the change after he's elevated himself. And it's working spectacular in, in spectacular fashion.
1: I just really thought it's the title not about um mm-hmm. I loved that there were lots of like inside baseball right right references even did the, throughout that
2: <laughs> even did the I came here to fight the best wrestlers and miserable yes. superstars superstars
1: yes. I Which is something that, we do that.
2: on the show. Uh, we do here. I, I love it. And I think, and that's what I mean, like, it's, I wouldn't call it a jab. It's actually kind of a tongue-in-cheek jab at WWE, right? Like, because that's oh, what yeah. they get hated yes, on for. Yes,
1: that's exactly what it was. They were taking the piss out.
2: Yeah, and, and it worked so well. It came off as legit, a little bit of a legit kind of frustration between these two men and that kicked off the show so right away two weeks in a row we kick off the show with Cody you know who kicks off Smackdown nine out of ten times Roman freaking Reigns so that should tell you what we're thinking about Cody and then we go and we get the match kicks off the nine o'clock hour you know what the most actual important hour of Monday Night Raw is Frickin' nine o'clock And we get Cody. We don't put him in 10 o'clock where, even though the main event stuff's supposed to be the last hour, it's not always the most watched. It's always that 9 o'clock hour where they get the most views. And they put Cody and Miz right at the open of the 9 o'clock hour. And then we get to have a really good TV match between these two guys. And also, we get the continuation as Seth comes out, makes his way out before the match starts doesn't talk on commentary, just sits, gets in the ring and we set up. He wants to have Rhodes uh Rhodes versus Rollins too. Cody is more than happy to do that. Now the only problem will be we can't 50-50 this. Cody has to win this one as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh hard agree. Hard so, agree. So So far Can't I'm even a, can't even best two out of three this.
2: No, this has to be a flat, straight up. I and mean, It wouldn't be a squash because it's going to be another competitive match, as it should be. Cody has to win again. I don't care if it's a even a cheap win. Cody just has to win. And, and that has to be the way that it goes. I think that it will. I We're clearly, you know, we're going to... After everything I've seen over these last three appearances... added to the fact that they can't keep his merch in stock like they know what they got and they're gonna do whatever they can to get the most out of it while it's hot and they'd be insane not to and it is i mean this is exciting for me as a wwe fan because it shows a willingness to change when you have to right and it appears that that's what they're doing. And I'm not saying like, a, oh, everything in the entire company is different because we're still changing names. We're still doing this. We're still doing that. But if you're someone that makes a difference, you're going to be handled in a completely different way. And I hate to be a dick, but that's kind of how it should be, right?
1: That's exactly how it should be. There's, there's no other option. There's none. There's no other option in this. You can't just treat him like everyone else. You can't.
2: Exactly. And you know, it made Raw, I don't know if it was just the all of that that made Raw for me more enjoyable. It's the first time I've watched Raw start to finish where i didn't feel like i needed to skip anything at all uh and everything flowed well the matches flowed well the main event was fun as hell it was uh the usos versus street profits i mean <laughs> we also had that usos come over because roman set it out he's got both belts now he wants them to have both belts they come out and challenge RK Bro and Street Profits are like, hey, we're next in line. You don't even go here. Like, what the hell? So then they challenge them and they have a fantastic match. Usos get to win and RKO, or Orton RKOs everybody. So, you know, there's that. Uh, <laughs> that's always but, fun. Absolutely. A really good episode of Raw. And I haven't said that on this show in a really damn long time. So that's exciting. Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. I really, really feel like they're doing this right. I heard a rumor that is completely, completely, I heard it in one place. I haven't seen it anywhere else. It's completely out of left field. Probably totally made up, but I'm just going to toss it out here. That Cody's going to win money in a bank, challenge Roman Reigns on July 4th on Monday Night Raw and win the title. Um, I think that's a rumor because it makes so much damn sense for Cody. (laughs) On the 4th of July.
1: Um, If if it happened, I wouldn't even be mad. (laughs) On the 4th of July. Same. Like, I don't even think I'd be mad. I think I'd just be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, this all adds Like, if
2: it doesn't... I mean, Cody Cody winning money in a bank makes perfect sense. Uh, Cody challenging on the 4th of July, if the 4th of July is indeed on a Monday, I haven't even checked. Uh, For one... You know it would be like a total baby. It is is on a Monday. I'm laying this out and I don't want to make a surprise appearance. I'm going to do what I've set out to do. And on the 4th of July, the birth of America and my daughter, if I would have had my way, then I'm challenging you. And I mean, if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, I'm not mad. Right. But it's just, it's so it's so like it would be so Cody that I almost feel like now they have to do it. But it was a rumor out there, completely unsubstantiated. No one I know told me this. It's just something I saw. It wasn't a dirt sheet. Uh, it did come from uh, I think a podcast, but people were saying this is bullshit, um, and it probably is. I just wanted to toss it out there in the universe for everybody to uh, digest. Uh, uh. <laughs> i'm with it (laughs) it's hard not to be uh mike i have other things that i'd like to bring up but i know you had some things too so let's take a quick break come back i'll let you kind of get into your stuff and then we'll do a little cleanup how's that sound works for me hang tight we will be right
0: back What do you get when you mix the wit of Bobby Heyman, the knowledge of Jim Ross, and the tones of Gorilla Monsoon? (laughs) Not this, but it's what we got. This is Drive-By.
2: Mike, it's your time to shine. What do you got for these fine, fine people on the Drive-By podcast?
1: I don't have a lot this week uh just two things um i wanted to talk about the discovery warner media merger um, okay
2: i like this i this is nothing i had in my notes but i did want to talk about it so let, let's uh let's do it
1: there's a uh, you know a rumor that discovery is asking AEW to tone it down from their blood and guts Okay, I haven't
2: even heard this, so this is news to me.
1: Yes. Um, rumor is that Discovery, has now that they've officially purchased, they're, uh, you know, not exactly happy. No, I don't want to say they're unhappy. They just think the AEW maybe needs to tone it down. Uh... Which is
2: an interesting rumor if you also combine it with the Briscoe rumor, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That the Briscoes would not basically be allowed to be signed to AEW because Warner Brothers didn't want them there because of... Past what remarks or actions of one of the brothers, I believe it was maybe some racist shit or something was said. I'm not. I don't know if that's what it is. I'm just that's what I was under the impression it was.
1: Yeah, so that's just an interesting <laughs> little tidbit I wanted to talk about. Uh, I think that's, so. They're they're done if that happens, man. Right.
2: I was right. just well, that was going to be my question to you. As so. <sighs> I don't know if I'd go that extreme, but here, here's, here's what I would say. If they had to tone it down, I mean, you're a deathmatch guy. I'm not. So you'd like the hyperviolence, the blood. I like blood. I just think, for me, AEW uses it so much that it isn't as effective as it can be. Like WWE uses it so little yeah. that when that does happen, even by accident, it's like, oh my god, you know what I mean. Whereas Ooh. AEW, like, you can almost guarantee weekly we're gonna get bloodshed at this point. It it Hell almost seems that
0: yeah. way.
1: yeah, Oh yeah, we are. I need me some blood. And, I need me some blood,
2: <laughs> Mike. And and here's the thing. Like I said, I don't, I don't, I'm not against blood in wrestling. I'm for blood in wrestling. I just think it should be used. In certain situations, like, okay, I'll throw this out there. I I don't want to sound like a super Cody mark all of a sudden. But, like, if Cody fights Roman Reigns, he should definitely have his blonde hair red by the end of the match, right? Well,
1: it's Cody, so it will be. (laughs) And, I mean, it's just certain situations. Because, like, three months ago, we were talking about, like, oh, Cody's got (laughs) to (laughs) bleed.
2: And he does. That would be a situation. You know, I thought... They should have used blood in the Roman Brock match. I I think they should have. Because it had gotten to that point where Roman actually busted Brock open at the MSG thing. They did that on purpose. You know, they did that for a reason. I don't know if maybe there was supposed to be a blood spot and it didn't happen because maybe there was thought to be an injury like was rumored. It's never been confirmed or denied. I don't know. Uh, I think it would have made the match a little... That would have been a match that could have used it, right? Uh, Nothing else really needed it through Mania. And I think the majority of T V stuff doesn't need it. AEW does it pay-per-view, T V Wednesday night. I don't know if they do it on dark, but I bet someone bleeds on dark. You know what I mean? Like I, I would be shocked if someone didn't more than if someone did. So
1: it's I mean they do like, deathmatch guys on dark. I mean right, fucking it, Masada, RSP, uh fuck, uh Crew, Lord Crew does fucking deathmatches. I mean, shit. Like, yeah, they've had deathmatch people on there.
2: So it's kind of like their thing. uh, If they have to tone it down, if they can't get deathmatch guys anymore, if they can't bleed on TV or they have to cut the frequency and amount way back, you say it'll kill them. I don't think it'll kill them, but here's the thing. I've argued a lot, and I think you agree with me, like, You can say, well, AEW is pro wrestling. WWE is sports entertainment. It's all sports entertainment. If they can't do what they're doing currently, if they have to tone it down, now what separates them from WWE? Um, Maybe maybe some of the in-ring. Maybe. But again, I mean, the guys in WWE can do it. They do it still more in nxt they have slightly different styled matches but
1: i mean what separates them i don't know because like let's take the next thing i want to talk about for okay. instance yuda wheeler okay Yuta and mox on friday Um... (laughs) Bloodbath. Fucking bloodbath. In, like, the best way. Um... (laughs) I don't know, like... Because, like, to your point, like, yeah, people bleed on that show a lot. But, like... Even Samoa Joe and um uh, Suzuki from this week like the product is based around that like strong style just like beating the shit out of each other mhm and i think I I think that that is what separates it from WWE. Uh, without blood, I think it will lessen that, but I don't think it will be that extreme, really, man, because I think it's still going to be like, New Japan doesn't do a lot of blood. Right. And I think, like, there's a remarkable difference between the two New Japan and WWE so yes uh, to me I, I I think the product will still stand apart. I think me going ahead and saying it's done it was a bit extreme but if they're asking them to tone it down even to like like did you see Suzuki and Joe?
2: I did not know I did not know. I saw okay. the
1: end <laughs> okay no the beginning the beginning is what you need to watch. Because right. the beginning is, bro, it's like five minutes of these dudes slapping the fuck out of each other. And you watch their, like, chest and face start to fucking bruise and, like, get those blood droplets and shit. And about halfway through, you kind of start to hope it ends soon. Gotcha. And every slap just kind of starts to hurt you a little bit, but you can't look away. Right. And I think that's probably going to be done too. I don't think you if see, you don't if you don't want blood, like and don't get me wrong, they're drastically different, but you're going to ask them to tone the violence down.
2: Right. See, it's and, interesting to me because, uh, not to interrupt you, but I'm I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it, but I do watch less now, but MMA, and I like MMA. And, you know, it had, at one point in time, a really bad reputation, then it got really mainstream, and they, you know, they added weight classes, they made it more legit. There's blood in those matches all the time, for obvious reasons. And nobody has an issue with that. Yet, pro wrestling... Even from the side of WWE and like, yeah, they're a publicly traded company, but why is it so bad to do? Why is it that we could watch a television show, which, let's be real, that's what pro wrestling is, right? And we can have someone shoot somebody and they bleed out and that's totally acceptable to be on TV and sponsors have no issues with it at all. Yeah. But in a pro wrestling match, we can't have someone, you know, have their forehead busted open from hitting a ring post or a punch even because we don't want to – that's too violent. Like the gun's fine, but the steel chair or the fist, that's too much. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. No, no And it's I, I totally uh, – and I totally understand what you're saying. I totally get – Might we have to tone down just the actual physical violence of it? Like, and that's again where I say with the blood. I like blood in pro wrestling. I like when it's used for effect of storytelling rather than just blood for blood's sake. I would, you know, on the WWE side of it, see like, again, a violent match being a physically violent match where oh, he hit the ring post, or he hit the bell, or the belt, and now he's busted open. As opposed to what AEW does a lot, not all the time, but a lot, you know, the deathmatch stuff, the barbed wire, the broken glass, the light tubes. I can see that where they're... Okay, we have a problem with that. And I guess I could understand a network not liking that. The pizza cutter incident, right? Mm -hmm. But when it just comes to, like, physical two men or women fighting and someone's busted open, be it from a fist, a kick, or an object, whether wielded or not, that wasn't like a sharp cutting object, okay? We'll we'll just say a blunt instrument, but you get busted open. Why should there be an issue with that? That, to me, no matter the company, is acceptable and should be fine, and if it's acceptable in other forms of entertainment... It doesn't make sense to me that it's not acceptable in AEW or WWE or Impact or Ring of Honor or whatever pro wrestling we're talking about. Right. Yeah, and I don't I know why the disconnect. I, it, it, it's weird. I, even you know, and again, I'm an AEW casual. I don't. I hope that this isn't something that is true. I hope that it's not something I don't like when anyone has to change what they do because of where they're getting their paycheck, where they're getting their, you know, their, the who they're, who they're under, you know what I mean? Especially someone as young as AEW is as a company to have three years in and your, your TV, uh, your TV contract owner gets bought out and now someone else is coming in and telling you what to do. That's definitely not good for the future.
1: Not at all, man. Not at fucking all. And it'll be interesting
2: to see. We'll see how it plays out. I know that there's another major announcement this Wednesday. I gotta, I gotta say, that's a, that's an odd one too. It's, it's a constant, and I mean we're gonna run out of those eventually, aren't we? No. No?
1: We're never going to run out of major announcements? No. No, man. It's his <laughs> thing now. It's his shtick. He loves it. I um, kind of love it... it. Every time he's like, major announcement, I'm like, fuck yeah. It's probably going to be mediocre, but fuck yeah, Tony.
2: And I think, you know, again, there's rumors. Oh, it's something that had to do with the streaming. I'm not even buying into any of the rumors, because last time I kind of got excited and... Got let down when it was the Ring of Honor purchase instead of an HBO Max deal. Of course, now everything's shifted because of the Warner Brothers, Discovery, all that jazz. So, it'll be interesting to see what it is. I'm not going to turn on for it. I'll find out about it when I catch up later. Uh, Mike, is there anything else? I, I kind of wanted to bring something up, but I'll if you have something else, I'll let you go and... I Let's just wanted I
1: can... to say that was a star-making turn from you to Wheeler. Like, he was very impressive.
2: I, I think the he, he's got a lot of momentum behind him right now. See, this is where I feel like sometimes they got to do something with it now, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We talked about Scorpio Sky, and we had a little bit of differing opinions. I think that was a split show, actually, too, where we had to have that little discussion. I feel like they didn't capitalize when they had momentum with them. Uh, I feel like AEW gets... This kind of goes into what I wanted to talk about, so this actually works out well. Uh, They kind of go... They get a pass, I think. Like, a lot of people... and, And this is fine. If you weren't happy as a WWE star and you went to AEW because you got the freedom, you got the creative palette to work your art, right? Say a Daniel Bryan. Like, literally, it was said that Daniel Bryan, like, wanted to go to AEW because he had the ability to bleed, and Vince was like, we're not going to have you do that here. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It's Vince's right to say that, and it's Daniel Bryan's right to be like, "Yeah, I want to bleed a little bit before I wrap my career up." Right? Okay. Yeah. Cool.
1: Fair. Right on.
2: And that's awesome for everyone involved. And I, I, I would be shocked if Daniel Bryan didn't, when he is done or ready to be done, comes back for a little run and goes into the Hall of Fame. Right? Like that's Wouldn't not going to shock be anyone. Shocked. No. Okay. So the other side of that. <sighs> Like, AEW gets a pass of the guys, like, and girls, like, where's Ruby Soho? Remember, she got released unwillingly, right? She wasn't Mm -hmm. a I want to go. And everyone talked about how she's going to come to AEW, fix the women's division, be this huge star. They threw her right into the mix, and I haven't seen her in forever. Now, is she on YouTube? I don't know. Maybe. I don't have time to even keep up with all the TV shows, so I'm definitely not checking out YouTube. But, like, is that an elevation? You know, and people don't seem to be as critical about it when it comes to AEW. You know, Miro, again, yeah, I know he had the TBS title. Cool, he had the US title in WWE. Like, he also had the Mid-Car title. And when he first came in AEW, it was, in my opinion, a fucking disaster.
1: And oh, then I, they fixed I think, it. I think everybody agrees it was a disaster.
2: <laughs> and they fixed it, and he started to get cool again. And they put the title on him, and he's gone again. And I know they're saying he's doing some movie or TV stuff. That's cool, but I mean, it is the character. The on the is the. I don't mean personally. Is the display. Uh, uh, the presentation of miro better no in my opinion no you know uh, you know we've been going back and forth with FTR I you know I heard some things about FTR possibly being out of contract and leaving and to watch what happens with these titles would be a clue as to whether they were in good, contract negotiations or bad contact negotiations look they say what they want on twitter and they are kind of sometimes sending mixed messages about both companies that they've worked for but to be fair like they made a lot of noise recently and all of a sudden they got gold all over them right like to me and maybe call me a conspiracy theorist uh that's to keep people happy right like okay we're gonna do this with you we're gonna do that with you can you please stay you know what i mean
1: it could be, because it, it was like, well, they started talking a couple yep. months later, ring all titles.
2: <laughs> right, right. And I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to be that guy, but I think it has to be talked about. And, again, you talk about Ruby. Okay, now we got Tony Storm there. Okay, cool. Let's hope that something goes on with her. But this also goes into what I tried to bring up about, a couple weeks ago when i said i wanted to talk about nxt and i wanted to kind of talk about all of this and i kind of lost my plot and i said nxt tried to out Indy the indies and that is the 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 kind of encapsulation of what i wanted to say but the other problem is like with nxt the old nxt and this goes with the name changes that go on now and everything they a lot of times let these guys and girls come in use their indie name, use their indie cred if they had any or build on what they did have. Did the little tweaks here and there and then they went out and they had awesome matches. Everyone enjoyed them. We didn't develop a ton of characters. Some did, some didn't. My opinion, the ones that they did develop are the ones that are still working and doing okay right now. Uh, You know, on main roster. And they just kind of kept doing what they were doing, but did it on a, you know, to a larger audience, to a more mainstream audience, and then you have this, okay, I like this person on the indies, I like that person on the indies, I like this, that, blah, 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 blah. but they're all there at the same time. They can't all be champion. We've said that, at, you know, multiple times on this show, and again, as I'm saying, where's Ruby Soho on AEW, we can't all be champion, right? Yeah. And... But the the problem is, like, uh, specifically with Ruby, her AEW career to me looks exactly like what her WWE career was. She got a little push, and then she's gone. Or not used as much, or whatever the case may be. Here's the thing. I think as fans, we have to just keep telling ourselves, like, everybody can't be on top at the same time. You're excited that Ruby was here. They did something with her for a couple weeks. Now they're not. Now you're excited that Tony Storm is here. Maybe we'll do something with her. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Joe's a Ring of Honor champion now. That's awesome for Joe. What does that even mean? You know what I mean? Like, where do where does he go from there? Is that because we're gonna now put him on a Ring of Honor show? Because we don't really want him on AEW TV. Maybe every now and then to get a pop. But we got Adam Cole. We got uh, Hangman Page, who is still champion, by the way.
1: Right? Like, dude, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> dude, can y'all act like this motherfucker is your champion?
2: I. Mike, I literally, as you know, I don't check in that, you know, I, I don't keep super current like I do with WWE, but I check in. And I literally had a day where I was like, wait, Hangman's still the champ, right? Like, I literally had to think about it for a minute. And of course, I see the whole Adam Cole, like, set up for this Friday's, uh, Texas death match, because again, blood and guts. Cool. Um... I'm gonna watch that match. (laughs) I have to. But like you get what I'm saying. Like, I shouldn't forget who your champion is. Like I forgot that Finn I forgot that Finn Balor was fucking US champion. That's a that's a crime. Okay?
1: What fucking like bothers me about it is you will open the show with Hangman Page defending the title against Adam Cole and then close it with a TNT title defense.
2: Is that how they're doing it? Because I wasn't aware of this.
1: they did this when Cole and their fucking match, like, two weeks ago. It opened the fucking show, and a TNT title defense closed it.
2: (sighs) Uh, Yeah, it's weird. And I, like, on one hand, I want to say, like, start giving AEW flack for what they're not doing with people. Like... Should we be flipping out that Keith Lee already took a pin? Because he's a big deal, right?
1: Uh, Within the context of what they were doing, it wasn't that big of a deal.
2: Okay, but you get what I'm saying. Because like, on the other channel, that could be like, a, oh my god, he already lost. Just like when Cross, uh R.I.P., <laughs> uh, yeah. lost to Jeff Hardy, there was supposed to be a bigger story there that never got to play out, right? uh COVID more COVID stuff happened this and that and the other that is that why he's not even in the company anymore both of them I don't fucking know but you get what I'm saying like it just seems like we don't hold the same standards and I I'm not and I know the goodwill the this that and the other but like AEW's roster just keeps going out and out and out and out and I mean they're signing they're I feel like they're going to run into the same damn problem that WWE ran into before they had all these mass releases as we record on WWE release day April 15th. So,
1: <laughs> they're probably going to just send half the roster to Ring of Honor. What's that? You cut out. Probably there. probably just going to send half the roster to Ring of Honor.
2: And I mean, okay, you got if you're gonna make that a television product or a YouTube product, whatever the case may be, you obviously need to fill it out. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with crossing over, just like we're starting to, you know, we're getting Natalia's on NXT now. Uh, love it or hate it. I, I have a weird, I, I don't know if I like Natalia or not. Like some days I do, some days I don't. I know you're not a fan, but like what Dolph just did, okay, Dolph was great in his little short NXT run, even being the NXT champion. Crazy, right? But he worked really, really well. Can we do that with Ring of Honor and AEW? Absolutely. It can be done and it can be done right. You know, have Joe as the Ring of Honor TV champ and then he shows up on AEW and someone challenges him and he squashes him. Whatever. Or he loses it. And then that person's now in Ring of Honor for a while. Maybe we flip-flop. I'm cool with that. But like, <laughs> it has to be done right, and it has to be done consistently. Uh, WWE, with NXT, seems to be finding this formula where, hey, we're going to slide a guy or a girl in, do a few things, we're going to tell a story, we're going to slide them back out, we're going to slide someone else in. Uh, okay, cool. You want to bring some of those quote-unquote names to get more viewers, to try to do something, to teach the you know developmental talent something? I, I mean, why wouldn't you, right? yeah so i'm all for it i think i think overall wrestling's in a really special place right now that i don't think i think it's going to be one of these times where we look back where we like man we had all this going on and people were still arguing about what promotion they like better who fucking cares watch what you like right. enjoy who it cares the business is the healthiest it's been in frickin' years. WWE's doing, like, eight stadium shows, Mike? Like, eight stadium shows? Come here's, on.
1: This is great. Here's something I also want to add. Why do you care what someone else watches?
2: Yep. Exactly. Like,
1: who fucking cares? Like, who fucking cares if someone watches something and enjoys it? Like, who fucking yep. cares?
2: A hundred percent. Let people watch what they want to watch. Let them enjoy it. Like You know we can joke with each other about impact cuz neither one of us really pay attention to it but like if you find joy in watching impact wrestling right on like i'm glad that you have a wrestling that you really enjoy i, I mean why wouldn't i be right i i saw a question posed we'll end with this i don't see what your answer is since this is uh, release day and i've been told that my person has not heard word one about any forthcoming releases so uh hopefully by the time we record this next week nothing will have changed but a saw a question posed on twitter of the wwe releases over the last you know the COVID era we'll just say last two years have any of them actually and these are people that were released not that asked for their cut not a moxley you know what i mean Uh, has anyone actually improved or made more of themselves? I have my answer. I had my answer right away. It was the overwhelming majority answer that this, uh, question got. What's your answer?
1: COVID releases.
2: So this is starting like two years ago.
1: Um. Man, I don't know.
2: Like, it was actually framed as, who has proved WWE wrong, is what it was framed. And I'll I'll give it to you, and as soon as I say it, you're going to be like, uh, of course. Matt Cardona. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Cardona is literally, and people were throwing options out, and everyone was like, nope, 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 it's Matt. And literally, the one person who was in those bunch of releases that has come out better than he ever was, mm-hmm. in my opinion and looks like a frickin' star, and I'm not saying he could go get a Cody deal from Vince right now, but I'm pretty sure that he could be something way greater than he ever was if he ever decided to go back north. Mike, you got anything else for these
1: fine, fine people? Nah.
0: <laughs> well, so, I say it every sorry, week.
1: Sorry I wasn't very present today, everyone. Got a lot going on. Yeah, no, it's all good,
2: man. I did enough talking for the both of us, believe me. Uh, I'm not going to have a voice. Uh, should be fun with t-ball practice again tomorrow. Hmm. Well, you know. Yeah, six, five, five, six, and seven-year-olds with baseballs. It's uh, It's interesting.
1: Sounds like a nightmare.
2: <laughs> Guys, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun.
1: We'll catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week.
0: New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time. Bye.